So during our last, there's no sponsors for today's event. Again, because we're going to talk about the truth, which can be dangerous. Um, last episode, I talked a little bit about asking someone to come on to talk about some of the things that are going on in America and some of the BLM movements and other things that are happening. And someone rang the bell. I'm Bill Hughes. He's the executive producer extraordinaire Zach Glaros, and this is Row and Grow. So today our special guest is Ernest Hooper. Ernest is a 27-year journalist in the Tampa Bay area. He uh, worked for the Tampa Bay Times for many years. Um, he's an award-winning journalist known for his honesty and his uh, straightforward opinions. He's an active member of the Tampa Bay area community, and he's known for, for giving back. He's also a husband and a father of three, so we welcome Ernest Hooper. I'm so glad that you came because there's so many things going on. It just seems like the more we talk about the truth, the, the more crazy people go. So one of the things I, I've been wanting to touch on is I feel truly that the Democrat and Republican Party have, have failed us as people. Um, because I, I feel like they're, they're forcing people to pick a side. And the truth is, just because you have certain views of something doesn't mean you automatically have to jump into the camp of Republican and Democrat. And they almost hijack us and, and force us in. So I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Uh, the Republican Party right now are crying about the immigration crisis. You know, oh, there's people pouring over the borders and, and Biden and the Democrats are doing nothing about it. Well, from 2005 to 2007, the Republicans had full control of the House, full control of the Senate and the White House. You know what they did about immigration? Uh, nothing. <laughs> you got it. They talked about comprehensive immigration reform, which of course is slick political talk for zero because it benefited them to have cheap labor. Um, and then the Democrat Party talking about how the GOP is full of white supremacists and racists. But if people do their homework and go back in time a little bit, they'll see that the Democrats didn't support the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments. They were so angry about the 15th Amendment that they formed the Ku Klux Klan to frighten black people to voting for them because they figured, well, if they're going to vote, we better have them vote for us so that then we can make up the policies. And they did some other things like starting the minimum wage, and, and it was really to attack the black community. And yet today, for the younger people that are watching, they, they think, well, the Democrats are the party for the black people. And it's... <laughs> I don't know. Is that true? Well, I, I would say if you study that history, you'll discover that uh, both parties have morphed and changed over the last 150 years. Uh, I think, you know, when you want to talk about which party is for African-Americans and which party isn't, uh, that's a slippery slope. Uh, really, you need to... Um, we need to talk about policy, Bill, and, and, and start with, here's an issue, how does this party feel about it, and how does that party feel about it? In some instances, um, you're going to have uh, segments of the African-American community side with the Democrats. In other instances, you're going to have 
uh, parts of the African-American community side with Republicans. Um, African-Americans aren't a monolith. No it's, it's a wide variety of people with different views. Um, you know, and, and I think we have seen, as you mentioned, attempts to frame it as, well, you need, if you're African-American, you need to be with this party. Yeah. Or, you know, hey, the Democrats say they care, but they don't really care. Right. Um, you know, in a, in a perfect world, we would, you know, make our political decisions um, individually dependent on the issue. And really, I think there's more that unites us than divides us. The problem is that the issues that are dividing us are so packed with emotion. Personal. That we, yeah, we lose sight yes. of, of the common ground that we share. That is so well said. And that's really what I, I personally believe that, that both parties try to do is that they try to divide us because really the only thing that Republicans and Democrats, and, and of course I'm, I'm speaking generality, of course there's great people in Tallahassee and Washington DC that have our best interests. You know people, I know people that, that really do. But I'm talking in general terms that, that many of them care about getting reelected, elected and reelected. And one of the ways that you can do that, one of the ways that they, they get money into their coffers is to, you know, push, push a little bit, you know, push the buttons on these, these hot, hot button topics that, that strike emotion because they know that maybe you're more likely to send in a donation. When you see something that outrages you on television, you might be like, I'm going to put it, you know, or something came out on Facebook, which is a whole nother thing that we can get into. But, um, I just feel like that's what they care about more than anything is getting elected. Yeah. I mean, uh, what we have is, uh, a system that it is predicated on two, two things that are becoming vastly different campaigning and governing it used to be campaigning and governing you know has some commonalities right now you know winning a campaign and then actually governing and, and i would say this about both sides are, are two very different things where you go out and you say a lot of things that you need to say or that you think you need to say to get elected and then when it comes to governing uh it's it's very different and and in many instances you can campaign and get people to vote for you by taking some really complex issues like immigration right. and simplifying them to build a wall right or you know in the case of president biden uh you know we're, we're going to be a a nation of humanity and a nation with heart right and you telegraph that message and it has contributed to the crisis that is happening at the border now we have more people trying to get in and you know suddenly you have some people in the middle uh, and some democrats who are saying well maybe president trump's policies weren't that bad in terms of immigration and so it, it it's a debate that goes back and forth um biden in my opinion, needed to say what he said in terms of humanity yeah. to get Democrats to come out and vote for him. Right. But in the process, uh, that has contributed to an issue at the border. Now, as you said, 
that that issue is decades in the making decades. and decades of not crafting uh, uh, immigration reform right. that could help address it. I, I actually have a friend uh, who works in D.C. and 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 works for um, that segment of the government that deals with that, and that is what he said. And he right. has said the solution is not uh, criticizing President Trump or uh, you know throwing darts at President Biden. The solution is getting uh, the influential members of Congress into a room and locking the door and telling them we're not going to let them out. That's right. Until until they come up with meaningful immigration reform. I mean, you, you touched on a good point, which is that just forcing them to, to get together and to work through it, because that's really what they did for, for centuries. And not not just accuse the other side and, and name call the other side. That's total it's it's counterintuitive, it's counterproductive, it doesn't it doesn't do any good. Yeah, and it, and there's some heavy lifting required, for and, sure. and and there are some decisions that you would make that may make it more difficult for you to get reelected. Aha, uh-huh. you know that's right. If you craft immigration reform that is balanced, yes, we'll say yes, uh, and that borrows ideas from both parties, you are risking getting reelected. You're going to have someone. Either on the far left, if you're a Democrat, or on the far right, if you're a Republican, yep. is going to say we can't reelect this person because they caved on immigration. I yes, you know, and that's that's a new brand of politics that we didn't see in the 20th, largely did not see in the 20th century. 20th century governing was really based on building compromise and consensus. Right, and you know, people always talk about how President Reagan and Speaker of the House Tip O'Neill. Yeah. Would would go after each other yeah. between nine and five, mm-hmm. and at six they would go to dinner and and you know and yes. they were friends, right? We're losing that. Yes, we are. If it's we not are. already lost, you're right. I mean, because I, I I watched some uh, podcast recently with Tulsi Gabbard, and and I I feel so bad for her because she's she's doing the things that you're talking about. She just did things according to to her heart and what she believed to be right and. You know, when she does so, she's immediately, you know, casted out by the Democrats. But then, you know, certain Republicans were like, well, hey, come come talk more often. But she's thinking, well, no, because I'm, I'm not with you when it comes to President Trump and some of the things he's doing. So, yeah. you know, we're stuck with this. You know, if you work with the other side, you you know, there's just name calling and it's. Well, and, and a lot of that uh, has to do with the way congressional districts and uh, legislative districts have been drawn. They have been drawn, um, in the case of Florida, they've been drawn that many of them are heavily Republican or heavily Democrat. There's not a real mix. So as a consequence, if you're not far to the right, someone will come along in the primary and say, I'm the more conservative guy. Or if you're not, you know, left of liberal right i'm not sure where that is but if you're not left of liberal <laughs> right you know someone's going to come along and say i'm the true i'm the true democrat right. i'm the true liberal right. this guy you know right he's a dino or he's a rhino and and and, yeah. and so you lose in the primary yeah the way the politics is set up it's the people in the on the margins on both sides 
that are controlling a lot of what happens. No doubt. And the sad thing about that, Bill, in my opinion, is that most of us, I think, are somewhere in the middle. Vast majority. You know, we're either left of center. Yes. Or we're right of center. We're going to circle back and, and talk about some of the censorship that's going on in America and, and the First Amendment things, but uh, that that's one of the things that, that's important. And what's happening is that people are only consuming the media that forms to their views. And yep. I believe that that's a true problem. You know, if, if you lean right, you're watching Fox News. If you lean left, you're watching MSNBC or CNN. And then, so people are only consuming what, they're just regurgitating what they like, what they believe in. It's, it's maddeningly unhelpful. Yeah. It doesn't help anyone. Yeah, and, and, and it's to the point now, uh, you, you mentioned you started this podcast episode by talking about the truth. Yeah. We are rapidly moving to a place where there are two different versions of the truth. And so how can we agree on what's happening in our nation when we struggle to even agree on what's true and what's not true. Um, you know, that's a real problem. And uh, my friend Eric Dagens, who is the TV critic for uh, NPR, used to work at the uh, Tampa Bay Times, brilliant guy. And he always says, you know, we need more people to seek information instead of confirmation. And right now we have a lot of people who are seeking uh, confirmation and not information. Well said. Oh, mm-hmm.